And good morning, everybody in the triad. This is the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Welcome to the show. We thank you very much for tuning in, spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, Bryce, of course, is right along with me. Hey, Bryce, how's the morning going? Uh, The morning's going good so far, Doug. How are you doing? I can't complain a bit. Oh, that's good. That's good. I always like to hear when somebody doesn't complain. It's getting closer to football season. Hey, yes, and it looks like Aaron Rodgers will be sticking with the uh, with your team there. I don't even know what to say about that. That was such drama. I mean, every other day there was this thing about Rodgers. What's he going to do? Where's he going to go? I mean, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, well, congratulations on uh, having a uh, future Hall of Fame uh, quarterback still with your team. And he got Randall Cobb back. Yeah, he did. That's what uh, That made him happy, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Very good. The Packers' offense ought to be very, very exciting to watch this year. Very good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing my Broncos continue to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right. Well, uh, Doug, let's give a quick shout out here before we get started on all things financial um, and retirement planning wise to our men and women out there and their families who put on the uniform for our Stars and Stripes. Thank you, folks. You know who you are. Uh, We thank you for your service. Doug, we thank you for your service as well. You served in the Navy as a fighter pilot. We appreciate that. And folks, just keep in mind the Wealth Guardians always does appreciate anybody out there who puts on the uniform for the Stars and Stripes. Thank you. Exclamation point to that. There you go. You're going to be on vacation next week. I am, yes. Where where are you guys going? The wife and I are going down to Roatan, uh, which is in the Caribbean. It's an island off of Honduras that I had become familiar with while I served in the Peace Corps in Honduras. Oh, wow. And uh, back then, it was a very um, not touristy island because the airport was a small airport, and you had to land in Honduras and take a puddle jumper over to the island. But since then, they have established an international airport there, and the place is completely uh, massed out as far as uh, the tourists that are going there and the hotels that are there. But it is still great scuba and snorkeling there, okay. which is what the you wife guys and I do. do some of that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Good. Going, don't, going to a dive place specifically. So uh, the next time you hear me here on the radio i should be nice and refreshed well good i hope so and tan and burned and all that <laughs> well let's hope not yeah diving is a lot of fun i used to do that way back in the day before when they forced you to go in like for your navy training or did you actually do it for fun i never had that in in uh, in flight school training but i did it for fun it was okay. a, a lot of fun all right you haven't done it recently though oh gosh bryce it's probably been 30 years all right well i'll, I'll send you some pictures yeah do Dude. All right. Very good. Well, hey, you know what time of the uh, of the month it is? It's time for our listener questions uh, show. So we've got uh, a number of questions that have come into us since the last time we did this. And we're going to go ahead and get started with Deb here. And Deb is in Thomasville. And she writes to us. She emails us and says, Doug and Bryce, I'm in the middle of a divorce after 30 years of marriage. Well, Deb, first off, we are sorry to hear that. Um, I know that is not uh, a fun situation. Do you think I'd be better off to get half of my husband's 401k or half of his pension? I like the idea of having a guaranteed income, but I won't be retiring for another 10 years, so it's not like I need the pension right now. So it's a great question. And Mm -hmm. Deb, again, sorry for your situation. Uh, Of course, Doug, we're going to say it depends because there's (laughs) a lot of information here that Deb did not give us. But this is exactly along the lines of something that our software helps us calculate and figure out which is going to be a better option for somebody, not just in a divorce, but 
if you have the option to annuitize a pension or not annuitize it, that's a question that we help clients answer. Mm-hmm. Give us some of the facts that we would need to know about this before we could give Deb a correct answer. Yeah, Deb, I also want to issue my condolences. 30 years is a long time. You know, in a situation like this, um, Bryce is right. We really need to know more information. We would encourage you to come in, sit down, chat with us a little bit about it. But I'll tell you from a general overall standpoint, our view has generally always been, that's not true in every single case, that it's better to take a rollover option than it is a pension option. And, and let me explain why. Uh, first off, you don't you don't have any COLA adjustments in that pension. Right. Okay. Uh, so whatever that is today is going to look a lot paltry 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Uh, you know we're dealing with inflation right now that's um, beyond crazy. Hopefully it'll calm down. But uh, just think of the effects of, of, a, of a pension that is stagnant over time. Uh, if you take the rollover, you get to invest the money and hopefully offset inflation over time. The other thing about a pension, it's only as good as the company that mm. is standing behind it. That's true. Uh, so if that company falls into financial disarray, the government takes that pension over and you end up getting a haircut of about 50% most of the time. So generally, we don't recommend the pension route. But uh, yeah. Um, for the private pensions, at yeah, least. For the private pensions. Government, that's different. Government pensions are different. But yeah, I, I would encourage you to come in. Let's, let's chat about your situation. Very good. And I guess I would be curious, Deb, why is it that you're receiving uh, only half of one or the other? Um, I guess that's, both. Yeah, I would think so. But that's certainly, I guess, between the lawyers. But that certainly struck me as an odd thing when I first read the question is, why are you receiving only one or the other? And then, of course, obviously, we would want to know the size of the two. Well, that might be an easy answer right there. If the 401k, half of that is worth X amount of dollars and half of the pension is only worth X amount of dollars, then the, the larger one, if particularly if it's 401k, might make that question very easy to answer. But Deb, uh, thank you for the question. We would love to sit down with you here in the office and help you plan for all things around this because certainly a lot of things are changing for you financially and retirement-wise. And it is not uncommon um, that somebody comes to us because of a situation like this and they want to make sure that they've got all of their ducks in a row uh, planning for retirement. And if you want to reach out to us, our, our phone number is 336-391-3409. You would not be the first uh, client that we've had that we uh, would have gone through this process with. So thanks again for your question. Uh, we're going to move on now to James. And James uh, contacts us from Greensboro. And he says, Doug and Bryce... If interest rates finally start going back up, should I change how I'm saving? I don't have very much in the bank right now because rates are so low. Okay, interesting yeah, question. Yeah, good question. So James in Greensboro, if interest rates finally start going back up, should I change how I'm saving? Well, I guess it would depend on how you're saving now. What is your what is your solution to your savings um, strategy right now, James? Doug, what would you... Uh, well, exactly. I mean, we always recommend people have... An emergency fund set aside in the bank of you know three to six months worth of living expenses, mm-hmm. regardless of what interest rates are doing. Right. Uh, so yeah, a lot more detail needs to be learned before it, uh, we can give a solid answer about that. I understand bank rates are so low, nobody wants to put money in, in the bank. It makes perfect sense to me. But again, it depends upon how high interest rates go. Which reminds me, folks, I got a question for you. What if your advisor came to you and said 40 to 50% of your 401k is doing absolutely nothing? Dead in the water. Totally dead in the water. 
And furthermore, he goes on to say, yeah, it's the bond side of the portfolio. It's dead in the water because interest rates are so low. Folks, I would bet you that you have the same exact situation in your portfolio. Bonds are in your portfolio to offset volatility of the stock market and to pay some income out every once in a while. But you know very well as we do, interest rates have been so low for so long, that part of your portfolio is doing nothing. So if you've been watching your 401k go up and up and up, it's because the equity side is pulling the entire freight for the whole thing. You got half your money doing nothing. There is a cure. There's an alternative. And I'd like you to invite you to come in. Let's take a look at it, give you a second opinion, go through our process, and let's see if we can't light a fire under the bond side of your portfolio. Well, so uh, you want you want a hundred, just like you want your car operating on all cylinders, you want your uh your portfolio to be operating on all cylinders as well. Doug, that was a great tie-in for James there. But James, uh, getting back to your uh, your question, uh, I'd, I'd love to know uh, in more details what your strategy has been to invest due to interest rates being so low, and where do you think you would go if interest rates did raise? But in short, yes, if interest rates are going up, and you are particularly if you have a certain uh, aversion to risk, that might open some doors for you when those interest rates do go up. But we would have to talk to you about that personally. But yes, uh, the short answer to your question is probably you could change your strategy if interest rates did uh, go up and continue to go up and look like they were going to go up for the next uh, certain period of time, so to speak. But thank you for the question, James. We appreciate that. And, and let me add this, Bryce. If interest rates do start going up, that bond side of your portfolio right. is going to take a hit because prices of bonds go down when interest rates go up. The inverse relationship. That's mm -hmm. absolutely correct. All right. Well, we've got a number of more questions here we're going to get to in the second uh, half here. But we've got a great trivia question, and I think Doug is going to get this one. As you know, folks, we do a trivia question here before we go to break. And then uh, when we come back, we see if Doug could get this or not. And he does not cheat. I'm here watching him. He does not <laughs> cheat during the break. I don't let him. But, uh, again, if you've got a question for us or uh, something is uh, pending for you retirement-wise and you'd like to reach out to us, our phone number is 336-391-3409. We'd love to sit down with you and see what services or help we could provide in helping you plan for retirement. Now, here's our trivia question. On August 2nd, Doug, 1923... This president passed away in office. Mm -hmm. So here's some clues about this president, some fun facts about this president. He was the first president to work under an established federal budget. He was the 29th president of the United States. His nickname was Wobbly. He served for two years before passing in office. He wore size 19 shoes. Good Lord. <laughs> he, uh, most he was Wobbly? <laughs> they called him Wobbly. That was the nickname. He, most importantly, was the first president to speak on the radio. Additionally, he, was widely, he is widely considered one of the worst presidents due to all the scandals that were coming to light at the time that he passed. In fact, some people suspect that his passing had to do with the stress that he was going under from all the uh, scandals that were coming to light. So uh, we're going to take a break here. We're going to see if Doug could get that. And folks, you uh, see if you can get that yourselves. We will be right back after this break. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. This is Bryce Payne in the producer's chair, and also with us is, most importantly, Doug Ray in the talent chair. 
Folks, thank you for sticking around through the break. I know you're waiting to see what the answer to that trivia question is and see, more importantly, see if Doug got it. But before we uh, get to that, I want to ask you a question. Are you five to seven years from retirement? If you just answered yes, then I want you to consider giving us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. The reason is that I want to make sure and Doug wants to make sure that you are properly aligned in retirement so that you can retire the job yet keep the paycheck. Retirement planning is something that we take seriously and we want to work with anybody out there who has seriously saved for retirement and takes their retirement seriously as well. Whether you already have an advisor and you're just looking for a second opinion to make sure that your risk and your risk tolerance are properly aligned or you've never sat down with an advisor before in your life and you want to make sure you're not doing something detrimental to your retirement plans, we can help you come up with those answers. Again, 336-391-3409. You know, Bryce, I'd like to uh, also just open it up to people who are already retired. Uh, Absolutely. What we're finding is these folks that are coming in for the second opinion, they're concerned. They're seeing this inflation going up every day. Uh, they're looking at the, the, the new COVID-19 uh, variants, and they're concerned about that. They're concerned about what's going on in uh, D.C. Uh, they're concerned about the overall economy. So, uh, hey, come on in. Give us, we'll give you a second opinion about what's going on in your portfolio and your retirement life. That's absolutely a, a good point to make there, Doug. There is a lot of concern out there, rightfully so. Okay, folks, uh, we asked a trivia question at the beginning uh, or at the end of the last segment, and we asked, Doug, on August 2nd, 1923, this president passed away in office. He was the first president to work under an established federal budget. He was the 29th president of the United States. His nickname was Wobbly. He served for two years before passing away in office. He wore size 19 shoes. And most importantly, he was the first president to speak on the radio, something that is near and dear to Doug's heart and my heart as well. I used to uh, do the radio for my college radio station back uh, a long time ago. And he was widely considered one of the worst presidents uh, the U.S. had ever had due to all the scandals that were coming to light when he passed. Doug, what president was this? All right. So this one was between Wilson and Calvin Coolidge, that right? That is correct. Well, in my opinion, Wilson's probably one of the worst presidents we ever had. Coolidge is probably one of the better ones. Oh, boy. I'm guessing here. Cleveland? No, it's not Cleveland. Sorry, we stumped you, but uh, it was – who did you say that was the president after him? Coolidge. Coolidge. Coolidge was his vice president. Yeah. So it was Warren G. Harding. Harding, yes, 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 yes. Warren G. Harding. 19 shoe. Nice. Nice. Good for him. And <laughs> – his interestingly enough, the first lady rushed back to D.C. after he passed to destroy a lot of his papers there. She said to preserve his legacy, mm. and he he said he had a lot of his friends in office who were part of the scandals that were coming to light. And he at one point said, "My enemies don't bother me; it's my friends that keep me up pacing the halls at night." <laughs> so he knew that he had let a lot of. He, I guess he apparently realized that he was in over his head. He was kind of assigned, kind of like Jimmy Carter, kind of a bunch of people came to him and said, we think we can make you president. And uh, 
he uh, knew he was over his head, so he got a lot of people that he trusted and probably shouldn't have trusted in beside him. Okay. So there we go. Um, there is your trivia question, and we stumped Doug this week, you folks. Did. Sure we did. Go. We're going to move on to the second half of our questions from our listeners coming into us. They, they come in every week, and we pick out the ones that we think are most relevant. And uh, one of those comes from Patty in Boone, and she writes us saying, Doug and Bryce, my husband and I argue about money almost every day because we just have not done a great job of planning for retirement and it's starting to stress both of us out. Is this normal or do we need some serious help? Well, yeah, we do. Doug and I do see our share of uh, uh, couples come in here who are sitting down with an advisor for the first time and it's they have not done a good job of um, planning for retirement. It doesn't mean they've done a good job. They haven't done a good job of saving, but they haven't done a good job of planning for retirement. There's kind of a, a difference there. You can save all you want and still not have done a good job planning for retirement. And uh, we can see those heads budding uh, that they've got mm-hmm. different points of view. And uh, once in a while, we're kind of put in that uh, marriage counselor position a little bit. Although I tell these folks that we are definitely not marriage counselors, and that office is several doors down the hallway. We are not marriage counselors. <laughs> we are also not miracle workers. If you yeah. if you haven't done a good job of saving, there's not, it's not like some magical rabbit that we can pull out of our hat and make everything good. You do have to have done uh, that part yourself. But from there on, we can help you achieve your goals. So if, if the husband and the wife have similar goals or similar aspirations in retirement, then that's that's half the battle there. Then we can go ahead and create a portfolio that is in line with whatever your goals and aspirations are. But sometimes, Doug, the risk tolerance that each spouse has, not sometimes, a lot of times, the husband might say, hey, I'm okay with taking X amount of risk. When he says that for the first time, the wife's eyes will bug wide open and say, are you kidding me? That's the kind of risk that you want to take with mm-hmm. our portfolio yeah. at this point? Yeah. Or vice versa. Sometimes yeah. it's the other way around. Or it might be spending. Uh, the husband thinks that they can get away on spending so much a month, and the uh, spouse says, no way do we want to spend that much. So those types of things do exist, but we can, we can make a plan around these things. I would like to say, though, I think the first step for you guys is to go get counseling. I did not like hearing that uh, you argue every day. Uh, that's just not a healthy marriage. That's a good point. And uh, yeah, go get some counseling for your for yourself, and then let's talk. Okay, good point, Patty. Thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you for the question, and we would certainly uh, hope to be able to see you and your husband in here and see if we can do any uh, retirement planning for you too. We're going to move on next now to David in Yadkinville. And David writes to Doug and Bryce, Doug and Bryce, my father passed away in his late 60s, and my mother died in her early 70s, so I'm not planning to have much longevity myself. Does that mean I should start Social Security as early as I can? Now, there's a good question. Mm -hmm. I like that question. And and did you notice they're, they're starting to include you? In the question, uh, yeah, I have noticed they that got Bryce in there. Yeah, it's more and more often. It's uh, my name's being included, and in then it, you're so. going to go on vacation next week, so they're going to forget all about you. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> yeah, and I'll have to reestablish myself. I guess. All right, this is this is a good question, though. Um, you know, when you're thinking about turning your Social Security on, obviously you want to think about some of these things. Your health is one of them, and. Uh, I tell everybody, you really can't judge your health and your longevity 100% to what your parents 
did. All right, there's a number of reasons for that. Yeah, or your grandparents. And, and one of the big reasons is uh, we take better care of ourselves than our parents or our grandparents did. You know, they go to the doctor more often. We certainly have much better medications to use. But, you know, it, it is a guess, a scientific guess. That's why we do Social Security optimizations for folks. But, uh, you know, maybe there is some medical history in your family. Maybe heart disease runs in your family. You didn't tell us that. We don't know. But there are some legitimate reasons to turn Social Security on at 62. There, there absolutely are. We actually have some great software. Doug and I are both certified with the National Social Security Association, David, so your question is coming to the right people. I dare say that uh, we have gone through more training than most of the reps have, the phone reps have at uh, the Social Security offices. Hmm. Um, we have some software that can give us the answer to that based on whatever assumptions you want to make. If you are convinced, David, that you are not going to live until 85 or 90, then we can plug in whatever life expectancy you want us to. And our software tells us what is the most advantageous way for you to file for Social Security, at least to get the most dollars that you're entitled to. However, there's some other questions that we would have to ask to tell you whether or not that's truly the best way for you to file. One of those is going to be your retirement age. You know, Doug, a lot of people conflate filing for Social Security with retiring, and they're two completely separate things. Some people file for Social Security before they retire, and that's absolutely the right move for them to make. Other people file for Social Security long after they've retired, and that's absolutely the right move for them to make. And some people have to file for Social Security at the same time that they retire. And there's just there's no choice around that. So, David, once we ask you some additional questions about life expectancy, how much do you have in savings? Do you, are you going to have any kind of other uh, passive income in retirement, like working part-time? Or are you a landlord and have some income coming in that way? Once we have the answers to those questions, we'll be able to point you in the right direction of what is the most sensible way for you to file for Social Security. And folks, just to give you a sense out there, that is the difference between a financial planner and a simple investment advisor. An investment advisor is not going to take into consideration things like that. So if you're looking for a financial planner, somebody who basically puts all the puzzle pieces out on the table and starts putting the puzzle together, not just telling you how you, where your investments need to be, then you can give us a call at 336-391-3409, and we'd be happy to sit down with you, 336-391-3409. Nine. Doug, I think we've got uh, time for one. Let me, let me add this for David okay. uh, because he didn't tell us if he still planned on, on working. So if you are working and continue to work and plan on working, do not file for your Social Security benefits until you hit full retirement age. Otherwise, you may run afoul of the earnings test. And that, that we can go into details with you on that. And it's just as a general rule, unless you know your life expectancy is going to be short, you don't want to file for Social Security until you need to, is a simple rule yeah, of thumb. Yeah, it is. But there, there are some cases where that doesn't necessarily apply. So, Doug, I think we've got time for one more, and we're going to run to Linda in High Point. And she says, Doug and Bryce, my daughter just turned 18 and I'd like to help her get on the right foot with retirement savings. What's the best way to get started? That's a great it question. Sure is. I, boy, I wish our clients, and I'm sure our clients wish this too, that their parents, Linda, were thinking along the same lines as you were. I know my mother was. She got me started the right way when I first got my job. But Doug, 
there's a couple of things that one could do with their kid to get them off on the right foot right away. I know I did yeah. it with my daughter. Yeah, I mean, if, if she's working at all, earning some income, you can get a Roth IRA started for her. A Roth as opposed to a traditional IRA is definitely a sensible thing to do, particularly when you're younger. And Doug, there's a couple of reasons for that. Yeah, I love that tax-free compounding of interest. The tax-free compounding of interest, Roths, there's rumors that they might go away yep. at some point. So if you can open one now, in all likelihood, you will have been grandfathered in for it. That option simply might not exist for you a couple years from now. Exactly. So that is, a, that is a great one. But Linda, yes, there are some things that you can do in uh, helping your child learn to save a certain percentage of what they are earning and saving it in a tax-free account like an IRA or a Roth, particularly a Roth right now. She'll be in low tax earning bracket right now, so uh, Roth would be great. And uh, there's some other things you can do as well, but uh, we are retirement specialists and planning for retirement is what we wanna help anybody do. And if anybody out there has got a question like Linda's or David's or Patty's or James's, give us a call, 336-391-3409. You can also reach out to us at our website, thewealthguardians.com. We would look forward to sitting down with any of you and uh, seeing what uh, services and advice we can offer you in your retirement planning. Doug, anything to add? Just have a great, great uh, day out there and enjoy the weekend. And uh Football season's right around the corner. Yep, and I'll be down in Roatan here shortly, so I'll uh, come back with some pictures for everybody. Take care, folks. Have a good one.